Hey, it's your boy Tony, and we're back at the Fifth Element Hip Hop Show. I'm here with Alejandro Hernandez, and today we're acknowledging the other side of rap that's easily forgotten oftenly. We're here with three engineers from Classic Studios. Do you want to tell the people who you are? Yeah, hey, I'm uh, Darwin. Mm. Hey, I'm Don Julio. Uh, Cole Krugel. Yeah, and where do each of you derive from? Well, I'm from Skokie, Illinois, mm. up north. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I'm from South Bend, Indiana. Mm. Mm. All right, so to begin, how did you get involved with mixing? Uh, Me, I started off recording myself in my bedroom uh, in high school. You can't hear it. I started off recording myself in my bedroom in high school, trying to make my own songs, and then eventually uh, just got, like, infatuated with trying to make myself sound good or like I was on the radio. Obviously, you know, it's hard to do that there, and then I didn't have that skill set. Uh, but I kind of got into that because I didn't want to be, like, at the forefront, and I, I just like being behind the scenes, so it's kind of how I got into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I pretty much started uh, producing first, and then eventually uh, I went to school for engineering, and that's pretty much, uh, I got an internship at Classic mm-hmm. and just started engineering from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I, I knew I always wanted to do music. Like, I played violin pretty much, like, through grade school, and then I kind of just stuck with it because school always had a program for like orchestra or something. So mm-hmm. after I graduated high school, I knew I wanted to do some like musically. So mm-hmm. I tried being a teacher, but mm-hmm. I later found out that I got, I got pretty boring, you know, mm-hmm. same old reading notes and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, my family friend, his name's Brian Sumagi. He's actually, I think he's been on the show before, but um, we, I knew that he was an artist. So I, hit him up and was just like hey let's uh let me see how this whole studio thing works or like you know producing and mm-hmm. stuff and like that and I walked in the studio and I just saw like the big board and like all these like shiny buttons and faders mm-hmm. and stuff and I was just like I think this is what I want to do so mm-hmm. yeah I just started interning that's how we all really know each other we all started at classic interning mm-hmm. learning from the basics so. yeah uh quick question is uh for like the listeners who you know don't really know about engineering or mixing you know because i think everybody knows what producing like be and then obviously rapping but like what is like that uh part of uh of, of mu- music making is the mixing and right. engineering like what is that um i think the engineers uh are responsible for really bringing every piece of the music together as far as artistry producers and everything like that really just the centerpiece um, of everything and kind of the last line of defense before mm-hmm. anything really goes out. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's good. Um, I mean, they can go hand in hand with producing because a lot of engineers actually uh, might give artists feedback or uh, add production value to things and that's edit and, and arrange. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of times uh, engineers are arranging um, beats for producers uh, if they get stems. Um, they're giving artists, maybe if they're a singer, like harmony ideas. Um, mm-hmm. That's like vocal yeah, producing. That's, that's like vocal producing. To to song. But to add to what Don said, like it's kind of the last line of defense and we're really just trying to make all the pieces that are given to us fit together um, within a frequency spectrum that sounds pleasing to the ear, aesthetically, creatively, or 
you know mm-hmm. essentially uh, like i like to speak in analogy so a way you could simplify a mixer is like a chef and like you got different components to put the, together this meal mm-hmm. and something you eat and the chef is the person like you know you can say like the artist is the ingredients you know and the equipment that we use is like our knives and cutting boards and all of that so you know it, it really just like uh yeah like you said like sometimes we even spend more time than the actual artist in the studio on a record you know because mm-hmm. sometimes they'll just like yeah, yeah like sometimes they won't they won't even be there and they just trust us to you know make sure that their creation in their head is you know becomes a reality mm-hmm. do you always like mix a song the same way to a certain extent is there like a, a template you follow when like going into like mixing a song or do you try to like change it up do you feel like some songs sound better like lo-fi some songs yeah. sound better like well high quality some songs might sound better with like a specific filter on it like can you talk a little bit about like how you have to make those decisions yeah um so it it always starts with the artist first um and the direction that they want to go in mm-hmm. um and then how fast they work mm-hmm. so you want to keep up with them mm-hmm. uh and then after that it's usually just all right like you know you try to as you record um or start mixing you you try to you know think ahead about the final product um mm-hmm. as as you start but uh yeah it it depends, you know. It really will change mm-hmm. up on you. You can start in one place and say, like, man, it's just not coming out the way I thought it was. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just switch it up and try this, you know. So you have to be continuously creative throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot stick to just the same old, same old. Just you know, it's not one one size fits all mm-hmm. at all. And then uh, a lot of artists these days want to hear themselves like they're already mixed when they're recording to just get that feel so um say somebody wants to have like a distorted feel like they want to record with that distortion so they can hear how that sounds and react to that distortion in their headphones um and so you kind of have like the the creative aspect of the mix maybe already done while you're recording but then kind of fitting everything together um you know with eq and compression um more so on the back end but like getting the creative aspect set uh before you even actually go into the actual mixing process right and sometimes like he's like cole says like we'll we'll throw on these effects that we're gonna do you know just to show them what's gonna you Mm -hmm. know the idea that we have and by them hearing this stuff you know they're gonna they're like whoa what was that echo like let's put that you know in other places of the song and then you know we're really trying to by then you know we're progressing you know we're, we're teaching them mm. other fundamental stuff that they they don't know because they just like you know focus on their artistry mm. as if this is ours you know yeah like like darwin's saying a lot of times those effects will like kind of fuel the session like mm-hmm. you know they hear something that they like and it's like oh hey let me let me try something else you know they might switch something up but mm. um you know these guys got it right like a lot of times it's almost like they want to hear the finished product as they're going so you got to move quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick uh, question real quick like kind of backtracking like how did y'all even like before getting into engineering like decide to like get into like music like what was your influences to like pursue a career in music um, I think my music 
background really comes from my family because my family is like you know i'm filipino and as uh stereotypical as it is filipinos we love karaoke and i think that's how it all started like when i was little like at every family party we'd be like there'd be just music playing all the time and you know it just really you know just became a thing for me just to always hear music and be Mm -hmm. infatuated with the art of music and Mm -hmm. different songs you know and different Mm -hmm genres and yeah that's how it all stemmed out for me yeah what's your go-to song karaoke oh man um my favorite would be i'm feeling the right here i'm feeling i'm feeling (laughs) the one i can think of right now is song sung blue i think that's by neil diamond if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. yeah um that's the one karaoke song that stuck out to me because my dad would always sing it Mm -hmm. uh i started out um family family um i know my dad and his brothers had like a band and Mm -hmm. then uh like raised in a church so played in the church play instruments in school so just it's always been a part um i didn't think about doing anything professionally i mean i just started making beats when i was around 19. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah and then just you know just keep going you keep progressing you end up finding out learning other things and kind of go from there yeah there's like nobody musical in my family at all which is funny (laughs) um it's kind of interesting i just like always knew that like music made me feel something or whatever type of mood i was in like i could find something that resonated with Mm -hmm. um whatever is listening like three six mafia before a football game because you know it got me hype or like you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. stuff like that that was kind of like my early influence in the music but now i kind of like you know, gravitate more towards like, you know, Travis Scott, uh, Tory Lanez, kind of mm-hmm. like the melodic, halfway singing rap. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got into music just because I like engineering. I I just liked sound for some mm-hmm. reason, and um, the more I just got into understanding the science of sound, the more I began to appreciate like the science behind the music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So how has like the music, uh, like mixing, engineering, how has it like broadened your perspective? Because I know when like y- y'all are listening to it, listening to a song, you're like, you're not only listening to like, like how the song sounds like sonically, but you're also listening to like the mix. The yeah, it's li- a gift and a curse, bro. Like, it's hard, sometimes it's like hard, it's hard to, to enjoy. It off, yeah. yeah, it's hard to enjoy records sometimes. It's like, man, it sound like trash. Mm-hmm. Or even just like, um, just, our in our professional environment, you know, we competing against everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like you competing against all those big records that are out there. So mm-hmm. it's constant. It's constant. Um, just trying to figure, you know, figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, yeah, like like you said, like it's you know, you always listen to the music. You always listen to know what's what's current and how how things should sound nowadays. What's pleasing to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so but you know. Like you said, it's a gift and curse. You know, you you try to, you know, emulate that, but you know, also add your own style to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, do something that's different because you know you never know that's going to catch someone's attention, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the right people hearing it. Mm-hmm. Has there ever yeah. been like a like a project and you were like listening to it and you were like, this mixing is amazing? Like, man, I think one that really comes up to mind is. Um, Ariana Grande's first album. Mm-hmm. That one, like the very first track, like he he pans these 
I don't know, I call it like bubbles. Like it feels like I'm in a bubble because he pans it from left to right mm. and it goes like or like something like that and it just makes you feel like you're in this bubble and it that's mm. what I I always try to aim with my mixes is to put you in a place and make you feel physically like you're in you're in a different space when you listen to music. So mm. you know, that's for me. Um I don't think anything specifically like I just hear a lot I mean a lot of stuff that you hear usually is pretty good because it's done by like some of the best people but Mm -hmm. um, nothing nothing really grabs my attention right now I mean I'm always a fan of like um, like my brothers here like I was listening to Acid Rap which of course Elton uh, Mm -hmm. mixed it Um, but I was just like shout out Elton but but that was like I was like damn like that shit still sound (laughs) hot yeah, mm-hmm. the mixing on there is wild. Yeah. I was I was listening to it the other day, but if I had to like make a like a top two list of like engineers that I like, I would say L Ten and Mixed by Ali. Uh, mm-hmm. Mixed by yeah. Ali, Mixed by Ali like panning game and filter automation game is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's wild. What's um What's like a record or album that's like universally like I guess enjoyed by like audiences? But like to the untrained ear, I'm not finna. Like, <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause like I know, cause like I know. Uh, uh, what's that song? The first song off Coloring Book with Kanye. Cause I love that song. I know like a lot of people love that song, but like I've like also heard people who like I guess have more trained ears like mixing and be like, yo, the mixing on that's trash. Like what's so like what's like some songs out there that like to the untrained ear are super beloved, but like to y'all it's like. <laughs> This uh, is kind of sloppy. Man. That's if you could touch on that, but, if you could touch right. on that, we so, can, we can, we can touch on that. <laughs> what are these, some of yours? <laughs> I don't think these dudes want to get into producer beef. You know, what I mean? yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. it's the right kind of trash, though. It's like aesthetically, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's gotta sound. Maybe it sounds like a bit grungy and like a little too well, untamed but like a, that's what gives it the that character can, that can work for like just like great records you know what I mean mm-hmm. like great songs like mm-hmm. if a song is well well produced if a song is well produced and well written like it's mm-hmm. just hot so uh, you can kind of get away with you know a mix sounding like trash I guess if mm-hmm. you want to say that but um yeah that's sometimes it just makes it like that if it's just a yeah. good song mm. And it's all about it's all about the energy too. Like mm-hmm. there there be times when I'll be mixing some stuff and technically it's not right. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll definitely push some st- some stuff like over the edge just because the feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't make it wrong, you know? Sometimes it it's all about the feel of the record too. Mm-hmm. Do you like find yourself in situations a lot of the time where you feel like you have to like enhance the rapper because they aren't fulfilling themselves like they aren't by themselves fulfilling yeah. you can do that you can do that a lot with like um like effects or, or drops in the music if especially if you have like the stems to the beat which is very important mm-hmm. to every artist out there give your engineer yeah. all the stems give some, yep. give some love. you know um because that just gives us a chance to you know do something way more creative than mm-hmm. you know than you probably could have ex- expected um Sorry, I lost the question. Mm-hmm. I don't um, but uh, it was uh, enhancing the art. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, all right. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that just help. That just helps out. Um, with the production and everything else. Mm-hmm.
change the performance. Like, if mm. you're just in there and you just didn't want to really sing that day, like, that's cool. I'm going to put some effects on here, some drops, and it's, you know, it's going to hopefully sound, sound, decent. sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To add to Don, sometimes, like, enhancing the artist is just making sure their headphone mix while they're recording is right so they're hearing the right amount of themselves the right amount of the effects because that's going to help bring a certain amount of emotion or clarity out in their yeah. voice or certain tone or certain pocket that they're hitting like just getting themselves to hear themselves how they want to hear themselves while they record is huge and just making sure you know the performance is there to begin with mm-hmm. and it's especially like when when you hear the artist or like you can definitely hear the artist's energy mm-hmm. towards their their verse or their whatever they're putting into like um that's really like there's a, a saying i forgot who said it but there's a saying that says i rather hear something wrong with with feeling mm-hmm. than something right with no feeling mm-hmm. you know so like even like when singers like they hit like a crack or like this you know some an imperfection in their voice mm-hmm. but you can hear the feeling like conveying through the record. I take that over anything that's technically mm-hmm. right any day. Yeah, no, I feel that. Cause I feel like, like that's in a singer, like if they have a crack, that's why like, I kind of like rappers who try to sing, even though they can't sing like Kanye and Chance. Yeah. I guess, cause like, I don't know, there's like a certain soulfulness to it. Mm-hmm. That I really yeah. enjoy that. Like I don't get from like other like artists per se. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, every, I have a brother-in-law he's like musically like trained he's like been given piano and vocal lessons since like forever but i think there is this one i think it was the maconan song the tuesday song mm-hmm. it was like he's like man it's like so unpleasing but yeah. you you get in this mood and mm-hmm. he like this this energy he's portraying through the song you feed into it you know mm-hmm. i feel like that's really big and uh, a lot of artists you know they I see them like, you know, they're reading their lyrics, you know, mm. you, you should stop reading, feel your lyrics, you know, mm. memorize it so you can focus on portraying the energy more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, I feel like it's rare that uh, you can like read and like perform to your at best ability time, at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you can do that, like you cold, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. most of the time you, you don't even realize how much you're thinking and hesitate in it. You know, if you can't read, then you're really in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has, has that ever happened? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I mean, sometimes like somebody might leave a notebook mm-hmm. in the stu- in the booth, and it's just like I don't even know how you looks like trick chicken scratch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it happens, I guess. A lot of artists aren't even like actually physically writing things now mm-hmm. um they're literally making the song and writing it in the booth like whether that's you know coming up with a bar and punching in coming up with a cadence or melody mm-hmm. and then fitting words into it later so the skeleton of the song and the overall feeling and movement of the song gets kind of made first and then the words are kind of like fit into that skeleton um after they kind of get it together and a lot of times it's when like the most organic feeling comes out and it's hard to write a song when you're in that inspiration moment and then try to go record it maybe a week or even a day later because i don't really believe that you can ever fully capture the same feeling um ever in life Mm -hmm. like uh, 
I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, even even like when we tell artists to, you know, layer their vocals, you know, most most times when they don't understand is they, they always say, Oh, can't you just like duplicate it? And then I'm like, No, like it's it's gonna you're gonna get a different feeling. Like I need I need more color, I need more more tones, you know what I mean, to make it sound more full. Mm-hmm. You can't just duplicate stuff mm-hmm. like yeah, that, you know okay. what I mean? That might that might actually be one of my pet peeves. Mm. It's like for somebody to say, "Oh, can you just duplicate that?" I mean, if if sometimes I'll do it, and I know like certain things I can do to, in order to get like a different feel, but it's nothing like real emotion when you're doing it for another time. Even if you're frustrated that you got to do it another time, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hear that in your voice, you know. And mm. people will hear something a little bit different that I add like color to mm-hmm. the track. I don't understand why like that would make someone like upset or frustrated. Because mm-hmm. you're there to help them, you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. You're trying to enhance mm-hmm. their song. But this is—it's like another part of engineering is you know, reciprocating the energy. Like, because mm-hmm. there are going to be times where artists just need you there to press record. Mm-hmm. You know, they already know what they want, but there's some, there are other artists who you know need feedback and need criticism for them to grow. And mm-hmm. those are the artists that we really, really want to work with because, you know, their growth is our growth. Mm-hmm. We grow together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not going to hang out with the same people who do the same stuff. I mean, I like people that, that know what they're doing, too, though. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's I, I like people that I can learn from, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Like like um, artists and such? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just people that are brilliant. It's just like, oh, man, like, mm-hmm. true? Yeah, we're going to rock with that. Mm-hmm. Bet. You think that's cool? I don't have any argument with that. We're going to rock with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> So can you talk, can each of you like talk a little bit about like that that moment in time where you were like, I love my job and this is why I will continue to do this and make a career out of it. The other night, uh, um, what, I guess I can explain that a little bit better. So the other night I was just, um, I don't know if you ever, if you guys ever been to Classic Studios, but um, especially at night, like you got the. So we got like lights set up and then you got the view of like the skyline and everything. And like you sitting there like working on music and you um, just, if it's dope music, you really feel good. Even if it's not even like the greatest music though. Mm-hmm. You like, man, like it can be a mm-hmm. whole lot worse. Something. You know, like I'm pretty sure all of us have had jobs and you know, at times it's just been like, I don't even know why I'm here, you know? But mm-hmm. it's, it's literally those moments and you can have those moments almost every day. Mm-hmm. Just cause you're you're this is what you're doing every day. Like you wake up, you think about it, you go and do it, and you know it's what do you you don't really need to be complaining about much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all got personal problems too, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, definitely grateful for the situation. Mm-hmm. Cole, do you have any like memorable experiences in the studio that you? I'll say just like the the last couple months. Um, really the beginning of this year just been going like pretty smooth for me been in like a really good headspace um, I feel like a lot of it's just because I've grown with seeing a lot of people I've worked with grown mm-hmm. um, with their talent and I've grown too and we're growing together so um, just seeing the growth in the artistry um, and the growth in uh, the people I work with as people and how that relationship develops um, you know, that's really kind of what's made me realize that I love what I do because it's not just, you know, a skill set. It's literally like going back to what Darwin said about energy, like you're reciprocating energy and you're vibing with people and connecting with people. And that's something that you can carry with you for a long time. 
Yeah, it's like um, you know, you can go to any engineer and you can get the same product. You know, technically, you know, people can mix the same way, but that's what makes us in like individuals. Like we mix and we hear stuff and feel stuff differently. So you come, you come to me, or you go to Don, or you go to Cole, and you get a different mix every time. Even though we can do the same thing and do what you want but we all have our own different tastes and mm. you know when Cole says like seeing progression with the artists that you work with that's what really like keeps me going to answer your question like mm. I see it every day and it fulfills me every day when people tell me they're like man this sounds so much better than I thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's like what really fulfills me and I, th- I feel like I find that purpose and I f- fulfill that purpose in life to help someone grow Mm. You know, I'm a very reciprocative person, so when I, when I feel somebody, you know, uh, being appreciative of, you know, my, you know, uh, just person and being and mind, mm. it's it's gratifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my question, or what I want to ask is like, because uh, you guys mentioned earlier, like how you spend more time than like in studios than artists, like nine times out of ten. Like how much of like a song or a project would you say actually comes from like the mixing and engineering because I feel like a lot of people because obviously like m- m- those the guys don't get enough credit as they should so like how much like what's the percentage of work that like you guys would do to the project as opposed to the actual artists themselves um, I don't know it, it, it one one uh variable is you know, sometimes the artist can be the producer, so maybe mm-hmm. they might be working on a beat too. Right. Um, you never know how much time they spend writing on it. You know, it might be six months old by the time it gets to you, and you work on it for three weeks, and you like, yeah, you know, did my thing. But they've been going back and forth. So um, it just it really de- it really depends on the production, the quality mm-hmm. of it, um, the quality of the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what they're asking for like uh um back and forth between you and the artist mm-hmm. or producer and trying to get everything right um but yeah i mean it can be 50 50 70 you know 30. <laughs> yeah that's like the main thing is you know uh like you said we c- it could take us three weeks but you know this record could have been in the making for like years mm-hmm. but um the thing is is that we're our at least m- the way I think of engineering is I, my job is to fulfill and make everybody happy. So if the artist's happy and the producer is happy, like that's the main job. No matter how long I've, I've spent on it, I, you know, I could have spent two hours, I could have spent three weeks. Mm-hmm. But as long as they're happy, that's, you know, that's the goal. Mm. So how, how long have each of you been at like Classic? Um, I've been, I started interning at Classic in 2000. I want to say 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I started working when we moved to our new location in Humble Park, mm-hmm. but I was interning back at the old spot, um, like by Cicero and stuff. Uh, I started interning in the spring of 2014 and then started like actually working there like fall of yeah, 2014. And then, so I've probably been there, like, actually working, working for, like, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm the newest then, so I started, like, 2015 or 16. Like, started interning first mm. as I was finishing up school. 
and then mm. I just got hired on. Mm. Uh, like I don't mean a pocket watch, but <laughs> but like you know, like I'm looking at engineers and such, and like a lot of them are making like fifty dollars an hour. Is all that money like going to your pocket? Are you nah. making? I mean, of course not. <laughs> oh, I, nah. I, I, I mean, that's like, how studios make money. They make money off the engineers oh. that bring in the clients. Yeah. Oh. oh, so it's, <laughs> yeah, you thought that too, right? When yeah. they like I mean, an hour, you know, that equipment just don't show up out of thin air. You know, oh, it's like money invested into that stuff and then you know stuff got to get paid for you want mm-hmm. upgrades you might see it comes from you paying that 50 dollars an hour yeah mm-hmm. so it's like a barber shop yeah exactly yeah, i was yeah. just about to bring that up exactly like barber shop for the most part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so also you guys have been at classic for multiple years is there any like artists in particular that you've had like you've had like uh, a fulfilling experience by just watching them grow over like a period of years. Cause I know for L10, it might be like someone like Smino. Cause he was working with Smino when he wasn't like, you know, collabing with T-Pain and like, right. and No Name wasn't like the biggest artist. Mm-hmm. So like, who is that artist for y'all that you've enjoyed watching their growth? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, Cause I've been there the longest, but um one that really comes to mind and just seeing his journey is uh, his name's J.R. Woods. And um, we I, I mixed down his first tape. And this was in a time of my life where, you know, I recently broke up with my girl. So I mm-hmm. had like, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to occupy my mind. So that's what I did. But previously, we recorded one track called Too Long. And it really resonated with me. For like months and I was like I, I didn't hear from this kid mm-hmm. for like you know after since we recorded that track and you know when I had that time you know just to really focus on work I hit him up and I was just like yo like well, where have you been Let, let's let's start to make more music and he was just like you know it's, it's really just like a money money thing so mm-hmm. this it was like perfect timing the kind of di- di- divine intervention where I was just like all I got is time now you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let me let me put this energy towards towards something and helping you grow. Mm-hmm. And he was with it, and we 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 did this whole tape, <laughs> uploaded it um, onto SoundCloud at Classic, and you know we were listening through, through the tracks, and he was like, "Oh, what what? I know you say the moon a lot in your songs throughout this record and stuff." He's like, "Yeah, man, the moon represents my ex or whatever," and I. I thought it was just mind blowing to know that we were on the same wavelength. We were mm. doing the same project for the same reason and didn't find out until after mm. it was done that, you know, after that tape was released, he got signed to quality control. And, mm. you know, I, that's why I'm a really strong believer in like, you know, you don't got to do everything right. You just got to do what feels right. Mm. And sometimes that catches the attention of, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know he was signed to uh, Quality Control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They need they need to promote him more, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, uh, <laughs> Offset got on a one of his tracks on mm-hmm. like he got it on a verse, but you know, like right after he got out of jail, you know, just to promote, it was like yeah. it was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's a little like unsung hero, but you know, he's still my favorite just because I've seen his growth and knowing you know seeing first firsthand, you know. Um, what was the original question? Like, uh, can you pick a specific artist that oh, you've really enjoyed? Um, most recently, uh, Felix has been like, mm-hmm. 
just completing the last two projects that we have, uh, it it is it was definitely um, rewarding just for those to to drop, um, just because how much time we put into it and like late nights, like you know after midnight, like like those are some pretty long nights. So yeah, I would I would have a <laughs> session in the morning and open the door and see Don on the couch sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I probably just fell asleep. You know, so like um, that's always good when you really put in work like that and to see those type of things happen. Um, for me um but i mean pretty much all the artists i work with man um luke titus elton aura like those guys are like super raw to me and like anytime that they can put out music especially like if somebody's like a raw musician and they don't have no work or like a raw singer and they don't have no work that's super um fulfilling when you know you can finish a record and people are rocking with it mm-hmm. Uh, I got an artist right now that um, I've probably been working with for three years. He doesn't even have any music out because he's just been treating it like being in a gym and then coming out with a good yeah, <laughs> um, coming out with a good first impression and finding who he is. So I've been really trying to um, help him find who he is with the music and I the growth and like what he's been making since he started to like now is just like kind of wild like he used to uh, he used to like do this like like aggressive like style rap and now he's like he's like full out like singing Mm -hmm. like it's crazy like Mm -hmm. just like the contrast and like how he's able to hear music structure now and that was like the biggest thing is he had he had rhythm and he had like a creative mind for words but like just getting the uh just what it takes to like make a, the fluidity uh, fluidity of a song. Um, this artist is most likely gonna go by Atlas, but that's undetermined yet. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, maybe soon, he wants to start like cold, uh, really working on his project. And you know, we'll see, we'll see, uh, see who that is. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I've been working with this dude named uh, Dave Romeo from uh, Milwaukee, and. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. He came in like, you know, just straight bars, straight rap, but now he's implementing the like the melodies into it. And that's uh, what I find is very important in music today is you have to almost make your raps as musical as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that's obviously, that's Felix does a lot of that. You have to, you have to um, definitely make uh, make it very melodic because melody is like one of the yeah, most important components to music. So that's what makes stuff catchy. You know what I mean? Stick in your head. Mm-hmm. So when you go into like mixing a project, is your mix like intentionally like conceptual to a certain extent? Like, do you mix it a certain way so it's like more cohesive as like a piece opposed to just like mixing just different singles? Um, so sometimes if you um, you can be working on like a lot of tracks and you know some some records might not make the cut so you go through you're kind of like you know trim down trim down and then i'll like i'll start going back to my mixes and or lining everything up and just seeing how everything flows together um mm-hmm. to get that final product yeah i'll put everything together and see how it sounds you know put it in a playlist listen to it back and forth and then that way i can come up with you know, with the artists, of course, come up with a a way to to make it all work together. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, what I want to kind of backtrack to, like, working in the classic studio is a bit, like, what's that whole, like, environment like working working at Classics? You know, there's a lot of, like, dope talent in there that's coming out of Chicago, like some of the dopest artists in the city. You got Smino, Raven, Lene, uh, just like a who's who. Um, you know, it's like, what's that like? Very, it, very raw. Right? <laughs> Vibes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's very raw, but... I feel like, you know, we get so, or at least I don't speak for myself, but I get so entrapped of, you know, work and, like, actual music that, you know, it's kind of just like a thing where it's just like, oh, what's, you know, what's this, you know, like, you know, and then you just keep going on, you know, everybody's, like, the vibe is just very contagious, so, like, you know, if people are working, you know, everybody wants to work. And, we we all workaholics, know. too, so it's just, you know, um, even, even, um, just whoever comes in the studio, whatever artist, it's, it's just, it's, let's get to work. You know, it's always like that. Or it's like, you know, let's chill too. You know, it's always downtime. Mm-hmm. But um, just the environment is, um, shout out to Chris Classic because he's uh, like yeah. um, mm-hmm. one of the greatest to ever do it. But um, just the environment that's set up is just, like it started in his crib and it still feels like a crib. Like it still feels like mm-hmm. he's coming up with somebody's crib and recording, you know, with the addition of quality, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just the family environment. Like, you know, um, we, we, we're we we're brothers, we're not friends, we're not coworkers, yeah. you know. He, he did a great job of, you know, making this collective of, you know, brothers and making sure that, you know, we all, have, like, we never, like, there's so many of us that we never really clash, you know, as, as surprising as it is. You know, everybody's sick to their own lane, everybody, you know you know, supports each other and, you know, we never really butt heads like that. So, because, you know, he, Classic just did a great job of, you know, scouting us and, you know, making sure that finding the pieces that fit right, you know, and not forcing anything. Mm-hmm. If we do clash, we can work it out like fam. You yeah, know with this, no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. trying to see Darwin out here. <laughs> oh man, but there was one time where we did hoop as oh. like a, a collective and Don was still interning, right? I thought I was going to do this guy, well, it's it's not his fault entirely because my co- my teammates didn't call the pick, but I ran into the Don the hardest I've ever hit the floor. And <laughs> I, I felt like when you play 2K, Don got a brick wall badge. Like, <laughs> I felt like my whole organ shift like <laughs> half an inch and I was like, Trying to catch my I breath. Thought, I <laughs> thought I killed him. And I was like, no, we can't hire Don. I was no. like, yeah, this, you know, I played football in high school. <laughs> you know, I might have got a little too aggressive. Mm. Yeah. It's all love over here, man. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, my my conception of like classic studios is like, so it's like you get first get an internship, right? And then like you're kind of like in a Goku, like you play a Goku role, and you like learn under like either Chris Classic or L10 makes it like, like they're Master Roshi or whatnot. Mm. So is it like that? Did you all un- learn under like the same, the same teacher or? Nah, I, I, I mean I don't think so. Only because uh, like, there there have been like eras of classic studios. But yeah, I mean um, like classic is back mixing now. You know, um, L10 is you know they're on the road now, so it's a little bit different. But um, every all the engineers, all the staff engineers, you can learn from anybody anything like. Everybody has like their strong points or whatever, and you can pick up something from everybody. Like um, Cole's 
vocal production and actually both of these guys like vocal production is like amazing so um i try to make a point to like sit in on sessions you know even if it's not mine even if it's not classic or elton or or um like brian or something like i sit in on everybody's session because there's always something to learn even the new guys that are coming up or like have just got there in the past year or so like they cold too, and it's something to learn from, you know, from them too. Even interns, sometimes interns are super yeah, dope, well, and they go and like do some crazy stuff too. So yeah, but interns be so timid that I don't even know that they. <laughs> yeah, man, don't be a timid intern, like, but don't man, be a jerky. You selfish, <laughs> selfish man. <laughs> like let me. It's a nice balance you, you gotta yeah, have, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, don't mm. be timid, but don't try too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how do you find that balance of? Not being too timid, but work, also not just trying work. to take social cues. <laughs> yeah, it's really just, all about experience and just like going through the do and do do nots and stuff, you know. Like how you know, just yeah, it's just figuring out how you can help somebody else. You're figuring out how you can help somebody else. Um, that that kind of goes back a lot to what Darwin was saying, just as far as like reciprocating energy and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like um, when I came in the intern, it was like, oh, okay, bet I know interns supposed to clean, so I'm about to. Mm-hmm. I'm about to clean, you know, I'm about to have things set up or, you know, um, certain jobs I've had before where I've known like I had to like anticipate what people might need. So it's it's the same thing. It's using all of your skills that you learn from everywhere. And this is supposed to be your dream situation or leading up to your dream situation. So, you know, you better make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to you. It's not up to anybody else. So mm-hmm. if you're an intern, you got to take initiative. Like best thing about um, and like having an intern is like they just kind of like know what's going on already. So, um, you walk in the studio and it's clean, or you walk in the studio. Oh yeah, I set the mic up already. And so, yeah. oh, like just like make making everyone's life easier. Because at the end of the day, like me, Don, Darwin, um, everyone else at Classic, like that's what we constantly do, and that's why we're brothers. Yeah. I we feel like we all have like, lives easier, and we all went through mm-hmm. like interning to like understand that and like have like the awareness about what's going on with other people or you know we're we're in a session and there's four or five people behind us you know whatever drinking and it's like (laughs) hundred being like we gotta work understand what's going on behind us and babysit at the same time and still do like a quality product Mm -hmm. and it's like so you know with the interning taking initiative stuff like that it's not necessarily about like oh we just want to give you a, like a like a tedious task like cleaning the floor it's like it's like a mentality thing and an overall like how being aware in like simple situations can apply to mm. how you have to be aware as an engineer mm. so what's something an artist may do that makes the engineer's job more difficult Oh man, mm. I want to say not coming prepared. Really, mm-hmm. like if you know, you plan to mix a track all the way down, and you come and only have the MP3 or the wave, you can't, are we really fully mixing it down? You know, I mm-hmm. you know, wear the track outs, and you know sometimes they'll they'll just come into the studio and you know not finish so an X amount of bars that they need to finish. You know, and if you have something like he has like half a verse written down and needs to finish the rest mm. he's worked on that first half of a verse and that energy is different than a freshly written one where you know you need to get more acquainted with the flow and the lyrics you know it's gonna sound so you're you not know, reading in the book yeah <laughs> it's gonna sound like oh this is 
oh, what happened to his momentum? You know, like mm-hmm. oh, you, you're gonna hear a difference. Mic placement and mic technique is huge with me. Like project at the mic, like the same way on every take, because it's like I got people that jump all around and and it might look to the side <laughs> yeah. and it's just like he's halfway hey, hey, why, why does that sound so different? I'm like, cause you like, looking at look, the mic, man, you weren't <laughs> because you were talking at the wall like <laughs> of course it's Open gonna sound eyes. different <laughs> we'll fix we'll fix that make it sound like that i'm like eh, well it's probably just faster and more efficient if you just redo it right. but like you know little things like that mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. about like you know getting the best quality coming in so you don't have to do as much on the back end mm. um, my, my biggest thing is communication um you know, whether it's in the studio or outside of the studio and we're going over a mix or something like that, like being specific helps about things that you don't like. You know, as, as specific as you can be. Like sometimes you don't, you might not ro- know the right terminology to use. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, just try to describe, oh, what's, re- what's really bothering you type thing. You know, so that way we are on the same page. So communication is huge. Right. I second that because there'll be times where, oh, I always mix like as it's a finished product so if you tell me to mix something down and i mix it down that's that's what you know i think is the final product uh sometimes you know artists will have trouble you know communicating and relaying to me like oh can you uh can you remix it and you're just like what what, what do you need fixed like do you need the vocals louder you need like something clashing like you know communicate with me and i like you know even if the artist is you know on end uneducated in that you know I always try to educate them like um, by clashing this means you know so and so and you know if they're in the studio I'll actually show them like on, on Pro Tools and you know this is what it sounds like is, is this what you're hearing or something like that and mm. you know and they'll become more educated and you know communicate better mm. from there on. I think what, oh uh, yeah and no, I was gonna say like what's some advice that you guys would have for uh, for I guess both you know young like artists trying to like make it but, like they don't really know about the whole mixing process things like what's the advice you would give to them to make them help them better understand it and also some advice you give to the, some young engineers who you know they're just starting off yeah um, I would say uh, record yourself like <laughs> um, invest in yourself record you know there are plenty of programs free programs that you can do and you um I guarantee you if you record yourself and like listen back to some of that stuff and then you get in the studio and you start to talk with the engineer you mm-hmm. might understand some yeah, of the things it's that gonna translate a little more, yeah um and then research um youtube is great mm-hmm. <laughs> um or you can go to school or take a class or something like that but just never you know never stop never stop learning mm-hmm. um it's always something to learn you can always get better mm-hmm. uh yeah mm-hmm. Uh, for young engineers, I would say, uh, just trust your ear. I know when I first started really getting into this, I would trick myself into thinking I was working harder or like not working hard enough by the amount of uh, EQ points I had on a vocal or, <laughs> you know, how many different types of compressors I use, how many plugins were on the track. And it's just like, nah, like, use your ear if you record that really well you might only have to like take the low end out of the vocal with a high pass filter at 100 hertz and then de-es it a little bit and it sounds great and it's like 
don't mix with yeah, your don't eyes. Over, don't <laughs> overcomplicate stuff if it sounds mm-hmm. good. You know? mm-hmm. And another thing, what Don said, um, never stop learning. So just keep asking questions. If you got questions, you know, you never know who's gonna know the answer. So as, as long as you keep asking questions, you're always gonna keep learning. Mm. And and be around somebody that makes you better. Like be around people that make you better. Like people that you can learn from and are gonna give you like honest feedback or, you know, something that you can get out of it. Like just don't be the smartest guy in the room. Try not to be the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time for artists, like they'll be in the studio listening to like the song with like headphones on and it sounds a certain way. Then they'll listen to the song on like studio monitors and it sounds great, but when they get home they'll be like, It sounds different. Yeah. So how do you like kind of give like an accurate representation of like a playback to the yeah. artist? Uh, I think that depends on how where you're at in the mix or the master. Um, but yeah, you you do want to have because I think kinda Darwin kind of touched on that with the you know mixing it like it's going to be the final final product type thing. But mm. I think that depends on where you are in the master or the, the just the process of the whole song. Like if if you're done with the song, then your master should should pretty much fit everywhere you go. It shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Yeah, you just gotta know know the speakers that you're mixing on and what they're accentuating or not accentuating. I mean, for the most part, studio speakers are supposed to be completely flat. Obviously, you hear a lot of bass. Um, but the, from the low end to the high end, it's supposed to be completely flat so that it'll translate to whatever you're mixing on. Um, you just gotta check your mixes on laptop speakers, mm. earbuds, uh, studio headphones, playing it off your phone speaker, like just kinda getting like the reference points that you trust. Um, and a big thing, big one is a car, right? Like everybody listens to music mm. in your car. I feel mm. like that's like, if it sounds great in the car, it's gonna sound great everywhere else. Facts. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll probably go left to right, but like each of you brought music that you've personally like mixed um, or oh, mastered. Yeah, yeah. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about like the song you're about to show? Uh, well, the song I'm about to show is um, it's from uh, Jay Air, mm-hmm. who I spoke about. Um, he recently put out the. Uh, a remix for uh, Drake's "Nice for What," mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I I don't know. I had I had the session with him. He he hit me up day of, like maybe like a day or two after that song came out, and he was just like, "Yo, I got something." Mm-hmm. And he rare like he he'll rarely hit me up when he he really has something. But when he he hits you up and it's urgent, and he's like, "I need an hour, just one hour, just to lay this down." Mm-hmm. I took that session. I was just like, "I gotta hear what this guy has to say." So. Yeah, um, he did this remix for Drake is Nice, you know. Um, we got a project coming up in the summer, so, you know, trying to build some build some hype to it. Mm-hmm. And Don, you also brought music? Yeah, I brought um, just some tracks from Felix's latest release, which is Tempo, mm-hmm. um, dropped last month. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple tracks from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought a track from uh, Fresh Waters uh, featuring John Doe. Um, and a unreleased track from an artist I just mixed a project for. Um, he's gonna go by uh, Brody. That's it. It's <laughs> a great name. Uh, so we'll start off with uh, Darwin. I also have an unreleased one too, if we have time. But we'll. 
we'll we'll show off with this. Yeah, this one's cool. Oh. There's, yeah, there's one on this side too. Uh, actually, oops, sorry. Actually, I don't have that <laughs> clean version, but um. Oh, okay. This is, yeah. We'll play too long. Is that the clean version? Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, this is the song that I talked about earlier, where you know the song really resonated with me. And, really started off the whole Trees for Tomorrow project that got him signed. Baby, my heart is in shackles. My heart is in 
I had to tax on She gave me the light, she gave me green light, I'm feeling like shampoo. She not on my plan, she not on my plan, I just made an example. She know who I am, she know I'm the man and I don't got no time for her. They gave me the check, they gave me the pen, I still didn't sign for her. So I moved, so I moved, yeah. Carry my shoes. Look at my girl. Why would I choose? And I ride for my family. How can I lose? I'm back in my pocket. Back in my groove. Back in my feet. Three in the week. We in the week. Yeah, I'm creaming the week. Just as a kid, praying for brighter days. I've been providing the ways. Shorty just riding the ways. Burning the gray, yeah. Just how me burning the gray. Burning the gray, yeah. Just how me burning the gray. Your life, karate kicked the McDonald's. All you want is 
price. Cut my hair right and let it go right with the prices. While we got on them, you pop up right and top of nonsense. But a fight, fit out on my way up to the nice chick. Got me dancing shoes, we fuck the truck, they know they like it. They like it. This shit ain't complicated. Your extra shop, I see you kinda jaded. I love to see you when you kind of fade. You say you love me, yeah, I kind of play along. I told the ties I never write another song. But here we are, you're wrapped up inside of my arms. You went to call the baby, let me keep you on. You're such a pace, little baby, I won't do your own. We're back at the Fifth Element Hip Hop Show, and I was just talking to Don. I was telling him he had a striking resemblance to Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to cuss on him. That's, that's very funny. <laughs> so, like, how do you guys listen to music in your free time? Like, if you're constantly, like, working, you know, and your job is revolved around listening to music, how do you listen to music in your free time and enjoy it? Wow. That's a lot of questions. Um, so I I listen to, to I guess um, I I listen I start listening for research to like just see who I would even like, but every now and then somebody does catch my attention like, um, and I listen to it over and over again, mm-hmm. kind of play it out, and then you know it's on to the next. But yeah, 
mean, sometimes it could be hard. Like, if you got a long day, say if you had, like, a 12-hour session or something, anything longer than that, it's like you go home. Your ride ear, home, you don't even listen you, to you're, Like, your, your ears <laughs> are dead. Off. And then it's like we got to use our ears to make a living, so it's just like you got to protect them. Um, but, I mean, listening to new music just comes in spurs for me. Like, I might hear a song that resonates with me and i'm probably gonna listen to that song like on repeat for two weeks i binge listen to songs True. that's just mm. how i am it's hard for me to like really listen to a whole album um but yeah it's kind of <laughs> yeah same, same with me like I'll, I'll listen to like a whole bunch of like new music even though it's old you know what i mean like there should be songs that'd be like three weeks old but i'm still listening to this stuff and studying to the stuff three weeks before that mm-hmm. so like you know it's like you know when you when people had ipods and wasn't streaming stuff like you would just update your ipod and then after i don't know a week or two or so like you'd see what the new music's out and then mm-hmm. you know fill it up with that so that's how i listen to music so what's some of the new music that you guys have been listening to lately man stop a new record go hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I I really liked uh, Jaden Smith's album. I love that. I haven't heard that yet. It was it was very powerful. Like it it was different. It was dynamic. You know, and it kind of took me by surprise because I I didn't listen Mm -hmm. to him like that before. But no, it was it was my favorite album from last year. I can't I can't get enough. Nah, it was fire. It was fire. You gonna play that on the back? Yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) sleep. Nah, it's it's fire. Snoozing on my homie. It was a great hip hop album. What is there? Do you ever like find yourself like in the studio recording the artist? Like, you finish the song up and you like, dang, this this goes hard. And like, yeah. you download the MP3, send it to yourself, and like, listen it, listen to it on yeah. the way back. Yeah, oh, yeah do that. Yeah, I think that happens more often than not. Yeah. yeah. The the only thing is like on the back end, like you may never hear that record again outside the studio because you know yeah. mm-hmm. artists may just things don't work out or some you know whatever happens because a lot of times it's like. Once we're done with the music, that's kind of the last we hear from it, unless you need like show tracks or radio edits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you what do you all like feel like is next for you as like engineers? You want your own company? You want to continue to work at Classic? You know, um, uh, for me, just being a better engineer. Um, uh, I started out producing, so I'm getting back to producing a little more. Which engineering, you know, especially if you don't have a producer in the room, you end up producing anyway not beat making but like vocal producing or fixing arrangements or something like that mm-hmm. so i'm just getting back into that a little bit more um yeah pretty much mm. yeah um when i think it doesn't really matter who i work with or where i work mm. it's just what i want to keep doing is keep growing you mm-hmm. know and keep learning and making sure people you know grow with me you know i never want to keep anybody stagnant because of my mixes you know what i mean I, I always want to you know push each other no matter who it is mm. or where it is just like darwin said keep growing um and finding different ways to kind of like 
innovate what like I can bring to the table as an engineer um whether that's like me working on myself like I I kind of like write songs in my spare time not for like anybody else to hear but just kind of for myself just to kind of like put myself in the artist's shoes because like that's the only way that I can like Mm -hmm. help artists be a better artist is like me kind of attempting to be Mm -hmm. an artist myself Mm -hmm. um and uh it's kind of i've just been getting into like helping people write their songs so if they if they come unprepared like Mm -hmm. be like okay here this melody and this cadence what do you think about this oh i like that oh i can fit these words into it and then like just always trying to find a way for like me to help make up where something could be lacking um to help make them feel like they're always getting something done no matter the circumstances and that's really what i've been trying to progress with mm. yeah i feel like a lot of like a lot of the lessons we we learn in life derive from things unintentionally mm-hmm. do you feel like you've learned some life lessons from just like engineering like with my hair i learned i learned patience you know that's one thing i learned by like growing out my hair so like what have you taken away from engineering oh man um it re- I, I think what i took away from engineering is um vibes are real vibrations are very real and um you know i think i've learned throughout engineering that i'm a very reciprocated person so i you know i can call bs from a mile away now you know what i mean Mm. and i can tell you that you're not putting in as much effort and i know you can do harder i know you can do better but i'm only gonna i'm only gonna meet you you know as much as you're gonna give me Mm. and um you know you I've learned that, you know, some people are there for, uh, you know, to put out your flame and some people are there to feed it. You know, you got to keep the people around uh, feeding your feeding your fire. Mm. Um, probably one of the, uh, patience is a huge thing, but also not um, taking things personally. Like a lot of times people are going through their own crap, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it's, you get maybe they might be coming with some bad energy to the studio or something like that but just you know just don't take things personally somebody don't show up to a session hopefully they paid their deposit so you know (laughs) you get to keep that but like you know just don't it's not it's not always about you you know what i'm saying so especially working on music um and working with artists uh a lot of times the music is bigger than you know us and the artists themselves too like Mm -hmm. you know it just gets it just grows Mm -hmm. yeah uh, I think the best part about like engineering is just the or music in general working in it is just like you meet so many different types of people that you really have no choice but to kind of try to grow as a person because you expose yourself to a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and there's always some like I don't like being around people that grew up the way I did or like think the same way I do because you don't learn anything and I think that's the biggest thing is you can take a lot from uh, positive or negative from all the different types of people that you meet mm-hmm. so if you if you have the opportunity like to t- uh, to like broadcast your message to the entire world and you had to tell them one thing about uh, mixing mastering engineering in general what would you tell them I would say trust the process. You know, mm-hmm. you you never really like the more you spend on s- time on something, you can only get better at it. So, you know, hang in there. You know, um you know, make sure you cuz there'll be times where 
you know, I've had breakdowns and, you know, want to stop doing what I'm doing, but you don't run into these type of problems to give up. You you run into these types of problems to test you if you really want to go for it. So, you know, even if times get frustrating and stuff, you stick to it. And if this is really what you want to do, mm. you know, it's going to come. Yeah, shout out Joel Embiid, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's my president. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the sum of mixing is just understanding textures. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes any sense. I know sound can't technically have a texture, but, like, that's the type of terminologies that we, we use in sound. So mm-hmm. just, like, understanding textures and how just to get things to mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say just about engineering or mixing and mastering is uh. You know, there's an art form to what we do too. So like, mm. we're artists as well. Like we know there are um, definitely um, agendas, you know, like somebody brings you a record, but you know, we're taking the time to um, um, really feel the record and, you know, feel the, the vibrations of, of the record and um, mm. make it the best that it can be. Mm. Are y'all one of those people that like see music in colors? I'm I'm trying to yeah <laughs> I'm I'll trying try to, to right now I'm like I've just been into like feeling you know like mm-hmm. literally the vibrate like feeling what what was happening in the record um yeah I'm I'm reading some books man I'm start seeing in color soon <laughs> I think I think I feel more than see you know what I mean like I can feel the vibrations more than I can see mm-hmm. visually if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't know if I see colors but like. A mix might give me a certain feeling and like it might put a picture in my head so if like I don't know I get like a feeling that the song's kind of like warm I might think of like some like sludge or like a fireplace or something like mm-hmm. something weird like that in my head and like that's how I want it to make me feel yeah just to listen to music to get you escape yeah maybe I like see like more than colors it's like images like like you just said like you might see like you might see an environment or like feel like man like you know it might make you feel a certain way and you end up you know um imagining that space that you could be in i got a question it it doesn't relate to to like mixing at all it's more of a personal question uh you got you guys go online or however ordered but uh basically you know chicago is a very binary city very political question harold's a remus (laughs) <laughs> Remus, come on. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Remus too. I just love it. It's sweeter. It, it tastes a little sweeter. <laughs> Boy, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take either one of them <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Either one. Either, either one. one. Yeah, I don't know. As long as it's got lemon pepper in my house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fried hard. Fried Enough lemon pepper to make you sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you open it up. Achoo. Yeah. Yep. That might be the first time we ever had, like, the majority say Remus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we, cause we ask that to every guest. Like, yeah, it just I mean, depends. Like, like all, all heroes are not made the same. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So. Right, so last but not least, like, how can the people find you? Where can they find you at? You know, um, you can find Darwin, that's me, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my Twitter is mixes by Darwin, and one word. Uh, and my Instagram is mixed by Darwin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both handles are the same at 
Cole, C-O-L-E underscore Krugel, K-R-U-G-G-E-L. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Don Julio, H-U-L-L-I-O. And then on Instagram, uh, what Don Julio do. And you can all, all you know, email us uh, as well. We're, we're all our names at Classic Studios. Yep. yep. So, yeah, you and know. Shout out Classic it, Studios. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Well, this is Tony, and I'm with. Uh, it's Alejandro Hernandez. And we're uh, the Fifth Element Hip Hop Show. You thank, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank, you thank, thank, thank you for having us. Shedding light yeah. on the yes. engineers. Appreciate really it. Appreciate so make sure, yeah, man, it's listeners out here, put some respect on their names. <laughs> put some respect. Put some respect on producers. Put some respect on the engineers because those are the guys who really help make your favorite songs. Yes. Yeah, make your favorite. They, they, they're the ones that make your favorite songs exist in the first place. Yeah. So, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So I guess with that, uh, I guess we're out. Adios. <laughs>